Welcome to the Otson Audible's podcast. I'm Matt Prem, Eric Scopel, Jared Mack on the show. Go check out the YouTube page. Go to YouTube, search Oregon Ducks on 24-7 Sports. You'll pull up our new YouTube page. Real quick, if you are one of our first 1,000 subscribers, we're going to be handing out uh, some free year-long subscriptions uh, to the first one, you know, a couple of the people that join and the first 1,000 people that, that get on. The page is about 24 hours old, so you got a good chance right now to get your name early on in that list. So make sure to check that out. All right, on today's show, we are going through the Pac-12 games like we always do for your Thursday kickoffs. And there's another big slate of football uh, to be played this week. A lot of interesting games, uh, some games the league needs to win to help its reputation from uh, a national perspective. And we've also got some games where, quite honestly, like there could be a coach in the league trying to, to keep his job. You know, going into this game, we've already got one coach fired already, and it's going to be a debut of a second head coach at USC. Um, so there's a lot of marquee games, a lot of interesting stuff that's going to uh, play out this week. Now, real quick, we pick against the spread here, and we've got some updated standings. It was a big week for me. Uh, I went six and three straight up, five and three against the spread. Uh, Eric went. Five and four straight up, two and six against the spread. Jared went five and four straight up, three and five against the spread. And after two weeks, the standings are neck and neck. Uh, Eric straight up has the first place lead with a 16 and eight record. Jared and I are one game back at 15 and nine. Uh, but Jared is actually first uh, in against the spread picks, he's 10 and nine. I'm second at eight and nine. And then there's Eric way down at the bottom, six and 13. But Eric is still winning uh, from a, a pick 'em contest, which is a way funny. I was going to say it's absolutely bizarre because somehow I'm leading that and I'm like five behind you guys on against the spread. So don't gamble with my advice, but maybe I pick winners if you're like just straight up. No, if you're going to take Eric's advice, just, just pick the winners. That's all you got to do is say, I think this yeah. team's going to win. Just pick winners. All right. <laughs> All right, first week of the season, or first game of the season, uh, seasons. First game of week three. Wow, it's a it's a Thursday if there's ever been one here. Uh, Saturday, 10 a.m. on the Pac-12 Network, Minnesota goes to Colorado, and the Buffs are two-and-a-half-point favorites. And I have to say that that line feels right about right after seeing how well Colorado played week two against Texas A&M and in which they lost by what? Three points. Uh, it was a game in which they probably could have won. Um, going with this one, I, two and a half. I, I think I will stick with Minnesota winning this one. Um, or no, I'm, I'm going to flip it mid pick here. Colorado. Give me Colorado. 27. Minnesota twenty-four. What's our order? What's our order this week? You, Jared. Okay. Um, somehow, I mean, you just changed your pick and you picked my exact score. For the <laughs> I'm Matt not gonna is just lie. so good at that. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Matt's really good at picking our scores, and it bothers <laughs> me. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, so that's my score. Just some background on it. This is the fourth meeting all time behind the, between the schools. Uh, Colorado won the last time it was played in Boulder, 58 to nothing. But that was Jeez. in 1992. Okay. So a long time that's ago. a very long time ago. Um, I like Colorado to win this one. I think if Minnesota had Muhammad Ibrahim, their star running back, who's out for the season with an Achilles injury, we all saw how well he played against Ohio State. I'd have a different pick, but he's out for the year. I think the the Buffs showed a little bit there. I know AM was without their starting quarterback for basically the entire game, and that played a big role in kind of how competitive that was. But I'm kind of believing Colorado's for real and that they'll pull this one out for the Pac-12. This would be a big win for the conference. How do you define Colorado as for real? That, that they can compete and win these kind of games. I think okay. they're gonna, I, I think they'll I think they'll do better in the Pac-12 South than people are giving them credit for. I think that I wouldn't be stunned if they're like the third best team in the Pac-12 South. There's some kind of bizarre stuff going on. Um, we'll get to some of that later on in my picks because there's a couple of teams in the South I'm really not impressed with right now. Sure. I think without Muhammad Ibrahim, as Eric mentioned, Minnesota's star running back. I don't think Minnesota's that good. Agreed. I really don't. And I didn't last, watch them last week, but I watched Minnesota against Ohio State, and they held in tough just because of their just their rushing offense with Ibrahim. Uh, and without him, they just couldn't move the ball down the field. So with an average quarterback against Colorado's defense, which showed out great, unbelievable against Texas A&M, I think that Colorado's just going to win straight up. I got them 21-17. I think they're the superior team here. Uh, I think Colorado's decent, but I don't think Minnesota's that good. So I got Colorado. Next game uh, on the docket, we had to find, we had to do some research here to find the uh, the broadcast channel for this one, and it's not a good indictment for the Pac-12 Network. It was pretty hard to figure out what game, uh, what channel this game was on. But 12:30 p.m. kick in Corvallis, Idaho, heads west to Corvallis to take on the one and one Oregon State Beavers. Uh, there is no line for this one because it's an FCS game, and uh, typically it's hard to find those uh, this far out from from the game. But that being said, I, I think this is going to be a good get get right game for the Beavers, even though they they won in good fashion against Hawaii last week. They're gonna they're gonna you know play an FCS team that they should be drastically better than, and really get some opportunities to develop their youth. Um, they've Kind of had a, I don't want to say quarterback controversy. They've had a couple different quarterbacks back there, but this will be a second game in a row where um, Garbers is, is kind of their guy, uh, or Chance Nolan, excuse me, is, yeah. is their guy for, for Oregon State. So I, I think Oregon State walks out of this one with a big win, 49-17. to 17. Idaho has been interesting its first two weeks. They beat Simon Fraser, 68 nothing. Oh, here they go. Next Ooh. week, Simon Fraser. It's not Who a is team. that? Yeah, it's not a person. It's a school. Uh, so is Bishop Sycamore. Next week, they go to Indiana. They lose 56 to 14. So there's two results that are very polarizing. I don't think Idaho's good. I'm going to assume that Simon Fraser is more of a person than a football team. <laughs> so easy. Um, I, will go, I will go Oregon State 41-17. I'm in Frazier. Oh, man. Where is that school located? I don't know. I kind of want to look it up right now. <laughs> Give it a Google. <laughs> Simon <laughs> Frazier. Sorry, everybody. We have to look this up because this is absolutely ridiculous. 
Jared, while they're you're doing that, you have any, uh, I know you're they're from team. Canada. They're from Canada. British wow. Columbia. Nice. They didn't even play a team in this country. <laughs> nope. So, and because of that, I have Oregon State winning 38-17. I don't think I was <laughs> good at all. Uh, I think this is just going to be the case of uh, Idaho playing a Pac-12 team. And the Pac-12 team is just going to be bigger and better and more talented. And they'll probably – I could see them running up the score even higher than 38-17. But I think Oregon State will probably try to get some young guys in there, their backups, see what they can do. So th that's an easy one for Oregon State. Jared, can I really quickly, you said because of the fact that Idaho played Simon Fraser, were you considering picking Idaho over Oregon State before we learned that Simon Fraser was from Canada? No, it just reinforced my pick. Good. Yeah. <laughs> just looking at their roster, there's a couple guys from Simon okay. Fraser that's from Oregon. Wow. <laughs> this podcast is the Simon Fraser podcast, baby. <laughs> Welcome right. to Simon Fraser Audibles. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next game on the docket, uh, another 12.30 kickoff. This one's on Fox. Uh, there's going to be a lot of attention on this game because of what's happened off the field, uh, more so on the field. Uh, USC fired head coach Clay Hilton this week, uh, or, or ex-Oregon uh, defensive back coach Dante Williams, who was currently, uh, I think, their associate head coach at USC, um, he has been elevated to the interim position as head coach. It's his opportunity for the next 10 games, 11, potentially 12, depending on how good of a season he can flip this thing uh, to audition for that job to be the head coach at USC um, moving forward. This is interesting. I, I, USC should win this one. Uh, it's at Washington State, though. Um, the Palouse will probably be rocking a little bit. But Washington State has the athletes to make it interesting, has the, the, the team, to, the talent, the scheme to win this game. Um, but they themselves are still dealing with the Nick Rolovich off the field stuff and that distraction. And they, they haven't been lights out the first two weeks of the season as well. Um, Washington State – I'm, I'm picking them to pull off the upset. USC is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I, I think this switching head coaches doesn't instantly fix USC's problems, um, especially in three days or four days, whatever it's going to be whenever they play this game on Saturday um, from the time that Clay Helton got fired. So give me Washington State with a big upset win that just further diminishes – the star power of USC, Washington State 34, USC 28. Probably couldn't agree with disagree with you more. Actually, Ooh. Yeah. I, 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 you said I, I think USC is a lot more talented. I don't watch. I don't think Washington State's very talented at all. Um, and the coaching situation, there's coaching distractions at both schools. So I think if those are yeah. even, it comes down to dudes, I'd take USC dudes. So I go USC 45-34. Washington State, I agree that they score a lot of points in this game because USC's defense isn't great. Um, but I do think the, the Trojans are able to do enough offensively. I will also say this was a really hard one to pick because of the coaching situation. Um, what do we make of it? I have no idea. I'm kind of just trusting the athletes here. I, I think because there are – concerns from a coaching perspective for both schools, distractions from both schools. So I'll just take that USC's got the better dudes and that they'll win this one. I think 
I think USC is going to really rally for some reason behind uh, Dante as their head coach. And I think they're going to come out firing. Uh, Washington State's just really not great. Uh, it, from what I've watched of them, it's just kind of kind of tough. You know, they don't really have an identity. All the off-field issues has clearly taken a toll over the course of the offseason. Uh, I like Jaden Delora, their quarterback. I, like he, he has some intangibles, but he's just not there yet. I'm ready to be a big Pac-12 quarterback. Uh, I have USC 42-31. I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be an exciting game to watch. Probably something where, you know, if it's you got nothing else to do, it'd be a good game to throw on the tube. But I got USC winning and covering. Could be a swing game for, for our race here between three of us. It will. Next It'll game be. on the docket, 1 p.m. kick. Another one. Pac-12 Network, you made it really hard to find out. It's on your channel. <laughs> Sacramento State at Cal. Uh, this is a game in which – go ahead. Oh, I just went oof. Oh. Sac State at Cal. Sac State at Cal. If you're really looking for football, uh, this is the game for you. <laughs> Sac, Sac State at Cal. No line. Um, California Golden Bears, they are 0-2 on the season. A little surprising in my book that they're in this predicament. Um, they get their first win of the year. It's probably not going to be the cleanest uh, game in the world, but I, I, I think they win 33-13. Gosh, Matt, you're so close every game. Every time we pick scores, even when we pick the different – always, we always have like a matching number here. Um well, Cal has two losses, but they're both by one score to pretty good opponents. And I think Nevada and TC will prove to be pretty good, and those are both close games. Um, they, or actually, Cal led both games, I think, in the first half by two scores. So they've been competitive, but just lost games. I have them winning 31-13. So Matt has a couple extra Cal points. But uh, regardless, they, they win, and it's pretty convincing. I still don't think that team is fantastic, but um, I think they get a win on Saturday. I've got Cal winning. I mean, this is this, they absolutely should win this game. There's just no excuse. Um, there, I have them winning 41-24. Cal was up by two touchdowns in both their games. Uh, if they could figure out how to finish a game, that could greatly help them. And I think they'll finally learn how to do that against Sacramento State, who last week lost to Northern Iowa by 18. So, not exactly your your definition of standout football, but we'll take Cal. Next game on the docket, another Pac-12 network game, uh, 1.15 p.m. contest. Arkansas, this is the game of the week for me. <laughs> really? This the is the thing? game of the week. Wow. Arkansas State at Washington. Huskies are a 16-and-a-half-point favorite, and that feels like Vegas is just giving away money because Washington cannot score. They cannot move the football. And I understand that Arkansas State, uh, their defense is not good. But they scored 50 on Memphis last week. I think they went for like 40-something the first week against Central Arkansas. Um, Arkansas is going to be able to move – Arkansas State's going to be able to move the football against a really bad – Washington defense. And I don't think Washington gets upset, but they're not going to cover. Um, I'm going to take the points here. 
Washington wins 28-21. I think we're probably all picking against the cover for Washington. I agree. That's that's a lot of points for a team that's looked so terrible on offense. Um, yeah. I will point out, if we're just trying to look at a couple, just a couple thoughts here, um, Arkansas State might have scored 50 points, but they also gave up 55, so it's not right. a defense. The other thing being um, – Washington's been really good against the pass, not very good against the run. Arkansas State's offense is very much pass heavy. Um, so that'll be a bit of a clash between those two. Um, and then in fact, if, if you were to or if you were to want to bet Washington, it would be with the thought of, hey, maybe they shut down Arkansas's passing attack. Um, and then Washington, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what is the difference here. Um, I don't think they do enough. I do think they win. They get their first win of the season. I have 31 to 20. I think it's gonna be somewhat lower scoring because I do think ultimately. Washington's offense is pretty bad. I think its defense will be good enough to kind of slow down Arkansas's pass attack enough that it's um, a fairly a fairly comfortable win, but still a win where you come away going like, that's a Sunbelt team. And they're a good Sunbelt team. They're picked second behind Louisiana in the Sunbelt West division. But that's still a team that in a, in a good year, a team like Washington should be beating by at least three or four scores probably. This game has to scare you if you're a Washington fan, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. Like you're you're zero and two, and then you're you know your last easy game of this of the season basically is Arkansas State, a team that just dropped fifty against Memphis. So I'm with Matt, exactly with Matt actually. Twenty eight twenty one Washington. Um, I think sixteen and a half is a ridiculous spread for Washington to cover, considering they've barely scored more than that the entire season. Um, <laughs> That's good. So <laughs> I got them winning just by seven. It's going to be quite the clash of teams, and I'm really excited to watch that. Like Arkansas State just running and gunning, having like about 600 yards of total passing offense the last game against, Mich- against Memphis. Then Washington's great uh, pass defense. It's going to be fun. I think it'll be a good one to watch. We should note, by the way, that this is a game that – YouTube say that you don't do a lot. I know Jared at least doesn't do a whole lot of sports betting, but he has said that he's actually going to gamble and put money on this game. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's too tempting. Uh, Real quick to counter Eric's point. You you do bring up a good point that Washington does have the best passing defense in the country. Um, 3.9 yards per attempt allowed. They average just under 75 (laughs) yards a game. But I think a large part of that, I don't know if we know if their defense pass defense is good because teams haven't had to pass. Uh, their de- their run defense is 122nd in the country. They average five yards a carry, 5.22 to be exact, and 235 yards a game. Um, opponents against Washington through two games, they are running the football 44 Time, excuse me, 45 times. Uh, there are only eight teams that have as many or, or more carries per game ran against them on defense. So I don't know if, if Washington's defense is good against the pass because, quite honestly, no one's needed to throw. <laughs> Just to, like, from a t- talent perspective, though, they, yes. have, they have NFL dudes back there. Chuck McDuffie's a probably first or second on pick. So. Sure. I that I agree with. That 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 I agree with. But like I think as we learned with Oregon a couple of years ago, you can have NFL dudes and not be a good defense. I mean, sure. like DeForest Buckner might be one of the best defensive players to ever play at Oregon, and he won Defensive Player of the Year and was on like one of the worst defenses I could imagine. Um, but 
nonetheless, that I think that's the game of the week. I think we're all super interested in watching this one play out. Um, and if Arkansas State somehow pulls off the upset, I really think you got to watch what happens with Jimmy Lake as head coach. I mean, USC's already made a move. And if Washington is, is even thinking about, hey, we're going to open things up and look for a new coach at the end of the year, you might need to get ahead of it earlier now because, you know, the biggest school in the conference is, is going to be pulling for a job as well. So that's, that's certainly interesting to watch. Um, next game on the docket, 4 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, Utah um, goes on the road for their second straight non-conference game. What in the hell? Like, this makes no sense. Uh, they play three non-conference games, and only one of them is at home. So this game is at San Diego State. I don't care if San Diego State isn't very good, which, by the way, they kicked Arizona's ass last week. Um, why are you doing this? Utah is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I am going to pick Utah winning this football game but I am not going to pick them covering this football game. They looked, they looked leaky against BYU. They were not good. Um, they needed like a quarter and a half, two, three quarters against Weber state in week one to pull away from them. Um, and it boils down to just the same kind of question or comment about a Utah football team for the last 10 years. Solid defense, solid run game. If they could just get production at quarterback, they'd be pretty good. And that seems to be the case yet again for the Utah Utes. I've not been impressed with Brewer at quarterback for Utah. Um, I, I think they win this one 34-27. I don't think they win. Oh. Um, San Diego State has been really, really good against Pac-12 teams. I saw the stat a couple days ago. I forget what it was. It's, they've won like six of seven or something, um, including last week's game against Arizona. San Diego State was picked second in the Mountain West division that Fresno State is in. They actually had more votes than Fresno State. So there were some out there that thought they were better than Fresno State. And we just saw what Fresno State did against Oregon and how competitive they've been so far. Um, BYU just beat Utah. And I don't think anybody thought because they have another game against the Pac-12 team this week. Um, I like San Diego State to win. The Mountain West has been really competitive with the middle and the back end of the Pac-12 this year so far. Um, I think it's – Matt brought it up when he introduced the game. Terrible scheduling decision. What, what are you doing? Why play this game at you? I mean, play it at home if you want, but to play back-to-back -back road games against teams that are very susceptible to beating you, I, again, I, I think they're going to be one and two entering Pac-12 play. Um I hope I'm wrong because this would hurt for the Pac-12 and it would, again, kind of point to maybe the Mountain West is caught up at the top with the, the middle of the Pac-12. But I like San Diego State to win 32-30. to 30. I think it's a close game. In fact, I'm picking it to be decided on a, on a game-winning field goal. Hmm. Well, I also hope you're wrong because I'm going with Utah. I have them winning 34-24. I have them winning and covering. So hmm. go Utah. Ooh. Um, Utah. Yeah, I just think this is going to be – just a, a turn a turnaround game for Utah. I think they've drastically underperformed so far this season. The loss to BYU is going to sting. I think they're going to come out of the gates hot. I think they're going to they're going to overpower San Diego State. Use hopefully their size and physicality to beat them on the lines in the trenches. 
and just go from there. I think Brewer has a good day. I've also been very disappointed with him for the start of the season. I was very high on on Charlie Brewer. He was like that guy for me, but I think he has a pretty good game. So and I got I so Utah again, 34-24. Next game on the docket, Stanford comes off their massive win that basically got Clay Hilton fired uh, last week at USC. Um, they now head east for their second road game in three weeks where they take on Vanderbilt of the SEC, uh, nerd versus nerd here in this football game. 5 p.m. kick uh, Pacific time on ESPN. Stanford is a 12-point favorite. That line kind of surprises me, but they also remember it's Vanderbilt. Um, I think Stanford is probably closer to what we saw against USC than what we saw against Kansas State week one. I don't think Stanford, though, is a clear-cut Pac-12 challenger, but they're good enough to go to an SEC school that's a doormat in that league and kind of beat up on them a little bit. So I'm going to go Stanford 34, Vanderbilt 20. Did you guys see who Vanderbilt played in its first week and what the result was? They played yeah, they lost like an FCS team or something. They lost to East Tennessee State 23 to 3 at home. Oof. Here's another. We talked about Simon Fraser. Let me tell you another school neither of you have ever heard of. Here's who East Tennessee State played its next opponent. University of Virginia Wise Highland. That's a good smart guy. It's a school. <laughs> Apparently, Wise they played Highland. a game. There are people on record that said it happened. <laughs> um, Vanderbilt stinks. Um, they did beat Colorado State, but I think Colorado State stinks, and Steve Adagio is probably going to get fired. Um, give me Stanford to win handily, 38-10. to 10. I think the Cardinal – I went back, and we, we'd watched some of it live on Saturday. I went, Actually, last night I wanted to see what happened in that USC-Stanford game. I watched it. Tanner McKee's pretty good, man. I was pretty high on him because I, I watched him when he was at Elite 11 a while ago. I think I mentioned this podcast. He was like maybe the third or fourth best quarterback at the Elite 11 that had Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence at it. He was really impressive there. He went on a Mormon mission, came back. Sat last year, he actually his only a game action was against Oregon um, in the game where their starting quarterback was was out because of COVID. Um, I think McKee's really good. And I think one of the things you're going to see throughout this season is Stanford's offense improving and improving as their quarterback, who I think has legitimate NFL aspirations. I think he has an NFL arm, continues to improve. And I think this could be kind of a coming out party for McKee and that offense a little bit. I know Vanderbilt stinks. This game's on ESPNU, though, a little bit more of an audience. Um, and I think for a second straight week, they look improved. They look better. And I do think in a couple of weeks here, again, I'm not picking Stanford to really beat Oregon or really be that competitive, but having watched that game a little more closely, I, I, I would actually encourage Oregon fans to do the same. Just go watch the second half in particular. Stanford's got some guys on offense. They're pretty impressive, mm -hmm. and, and especially out wide, they've got some players that I was more impressed with than I expected to be. I think they're kind of a scary team, so I like Stanford 38-10. Real quick, Eric, McKee was a top 50 recruit coming out of high school, the third-best pro-style quarterback, so you are 100% right. I mean, he had 31 scholarship offers. Like That's, a, that's probably their next four-year starter now. He's a guy. Yeah. No, Tanner McKee's great. He's third pro-rated pro-style quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence and JT Daniels. Like he's he was a talented kid back in the day. Still is. Um, so I have Stanford going to Vanderbilt winning. I, I want to say like go Commodores, but no. Nah. 
This is 34-17. I think, like Eric, like you said, I think their offense is going to stay on this high streak. I think they're going to go out kicking. Uh, I think it's going to be basically the game's going to be over by the second quarter. Uh, Like Vanderbilt, it's just bad. I just – it's not even close. Uh, I like Stanford. Uh, Elijah Higgins on the outside is their wide receiver. He's a beast. He's like a stout six foot three kid who can run, who's basically like looks, has the body of a tight end, but runs like a wide receiver. He's going to be another guy that you should probably keep an eye on for the rest of the season with Tanner McKee. Uh, I think, I think McKee's going to have a big game as well. I can see him throwing for at least four touchdown passes and just, just having a great day against Vanderbilt. What was your score, Jared? 34-17, Stanford. By the way, right. I just want to say, I think Higgins, by the way, for the resident watch, he's very much your Stanford guy in terms of he's a jump ball guy. He's big and physical. He fits what they do really well. So that is a good name to know. Uh, next game on the docket, 7 p.m. on Pac-12 Network, Northern Arizona at Arizona. There's no line, FBS versus FCS team. I think this is probably Arizona's only chance to really get a win this season um, or at least have a, a good go into a game knowing that this is a game they should win. I think they get it. it it's going to be uh, a get-right game for the Wildcats. Give me Arizona 37, NAU 14. Oregon fans probably watch, should watch some of this just because this is who Oregon plays after Stony Brook. Um I don't think you'll be overly impressed with by what you watched. Uh, Northern Arizona has is 0-2 so far with decisive losses to South Dakota. Or sorry, yeah, South Dakota and Sam Houston State. So this is a bad FCS team. And I only have Arizona winning by 10. Um, I, have, I have Arizona winning 30 to 20. Again, I'm I maybe, maybe I'm just a flip-flopper here, but I was sold on Arizona stinking going into week one. Then they kind of battled a little bit better against BYU, and I was like, hey, maybe they're okay. And then they got trounced by – or pantsed. Let me use the term I want to use. They got pantsed then by uh, by San Diego State last weekend. I do think San Diego State's pretty good, but I also think it's pretty indicative that Arizona sucks. So um, Arizona by 10. Yeah, I, this like you guys are saying, this is basically Arizona's like last chance to get a secured victory, and I have them winning by nine. So – it's <laughs> just yeah, how it goes. I have Arizona winning 31-22. Very strange score for NAU, and that's that's exactly how I think it's going to go. I think <laughs> it's not going to be a great game for Arizona, but they will come out with a victory. Jared, can you explain how you get to 22 points? What's the math? Go for two. Just a bunch of go for two. Yeah, they go for two. Maybe there's a safety. Safeties. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a weird one. Uh, one of the, I guess that game was at seven o'clock. So one, the next game is one of three, 7 PM or later kickoffs. Um, and this is probably one of the bigger games in the league this week. It's not probably it is, uh, Oregon or Arizona state at BYU. Um, what the hell is with PAC 12 teams going to BYU's home stadium and playing? Um, and even, Arizona played BYU in Las Vegas, like three straight weeks for BYU playing a Pac-12 opponent. Um, I guess before the Big 12 expanded and took them in, they were probably trying to audition for an invite uh, by playing all these Pac-12 teams. And why the hell are the Pac-12 playing them? It doesn't make sense. 
Uh, Arizona State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. I am very tempted to pick BYU. Um, I don't know what we know about Arizona State because they've played nobody the first two weeks, and BYU has played two Pac-12 teams, and they've won both, and they've looked good doing it. Um, so I, I'm going to pick BYU in an upset and it's going to be another game in which the Pac-12 just shakes its head and says, damn it. Um, this is probably the game I have the least confidence in, uh, but I'm going to pick the upset. BYU wins this one 35 to 31. Mm. Matt, you said earlier the Washington Arkansas state game was the one that you're most looking forward to. I would agree. That's in my top three, these final two games though, of the day, which we're about to get to Arizona, we're talking Arizona state BYU and then the final um, are the three most interesting by a, a wide margin for me. Uh, I think this game is really going to be telling. Um, as you said, BYU beat Arizona and they beat Utah in consecutive weeks. They're 2-0 and against the Pac-12 South. I have them going 3-0. and I'm with Matt. I like BYU to win this game. Um, I think this is going to be one of those deals where, honestly, we look at the conference and say, there's just two good teams. It's Oregon. It's UCLA. Everyone else in between is not good. And probably going to be a year where a lot of teams are bowl eligible, but not with a lot of wins. I think you're going to see UCLA and Oregon win a ton of games this year and then a bunch of six to eight to nine win teams. And uh, I think Arizona State will be one of those in that six to eight to nine win range. Um, I have BYU 38-35. I think the Cougars have really impressed me more than I thought the last couple of weeks. Just that win over Utah really stood out because for my money, Utah, I think is as good, if not a little better than Arizona State right now. Yeah, I have BYU winning as well, 34-28. I have a hard time with Arizona State they haven't played anybody. I don't know what to make of them, especially on defense, because anybody they've played has had just an abysmal offense. It hasn't been a real competition for them. BYU, on the other hand, has played two Pac-12 teams. They've won both games. Against Utah, that was more impressive. They outmanned Utah on the, in the trenches, which I, which I take a lot of credit for BYU to do, because yeah. Utah is always, year after year, they got the big guys down there. They have just you know under-ranked, well-coached defensive and offensive linemen and BYU just didn't care. So I have a hard time seeing ASU trying to match up with them down in the trenches. Uh, they might be able to beat them with skill position guys, but give me BYU, 34-28. Next game is one that I've got a lot of interest in. I know all of us on the show have interest in. Duck fans should be really interested in that's the last game of the night on Pac-12 Network, 745 kickoff from Los Angeles. The granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl. Fresno State, a 2-1 and one Fresno State team, goes to UCLA, who is a top 15 program right now. And this is, I think, one of those games where if UCLA is for real, they win this one and they win it in convincing fashion. Um, I, and I, I, I think Fresno, I think UCLA is for real. And I also think Fresno state is for real. And I, I have UCLA, <coughs> excuse me. I have UCLA winning this one, but they're not going to cover, um, Bruins win 38 30 in a game that literally goes back and forth the entire way. Um, I think UCLA having that bye week, um, after the LSU game, was pivotal 
because if they come out the next week, that's a team that's not had any kind of success at this high of a level before. And even though Chip Kelly has, I would look at that as a letdown game against Fresno State where they could have gotten uh, potentially upset. But now that they've had a week to kind of stew on that game, readjust, recalibrate, get focused again, I think they win, but it's going to be close, 38-30. to 30. I don't, I don't think the result of this game for UCLA – I don't think a close win means UCLA is not good. Um, Oregon barely beat Fresno State. And I think Oregon's pretty good. I think Fresno State's for real. Um, I've been impressed with them every week this season. Um, they played Oregon great. They played UConn. They dominated the crap out of that team. Um, they dominated their last out, outing. So this is a team that's for three straight weeks has proven to be pretty consistent and pretty – well coached and they have some talent and I think UCLA same things I think they're well coached I think they have talent and that bye week is critical I agree um I will be picking UCLA like you Matt I will not be picking them to cover um I think this is a game that will be really competitive and really close and I will think from my perspective it will be one that makes Oregon fans even a little bit more encouraged about that UCLA game next month just because if UCLA does go out and just thump Fresno State, which is possible, there's one common opponent between those two schools. I'll be at different circumstances. Oregon opening its season. This is UCLA coming off a bye week, so very different in terms of the prep. But these are common opponents, same month they're played, a couple weeks apart. Um, this matchup would, I think, kind of – the margin here would be pretty notable if it's a dominating win for UCLA. I don't think it will be. So 38-28 UCLA over Fresno State. This is going to be a good game. I can just kind of, I can just tell. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Both these teams are legit. Fresno State's a legit offense with legit talent, as is B, as is UCLA. Excuse me. There, UCLA is a fun team to watch. Uh, that bye week after LSU, just like you guys have been saying, was critical for them. They got a chance to prep. Uh, I'm looking to see how UCLA's defense can handle Fresno State's offense. Um, I think that's the one part of UCLA where I'm not 100% sold. I think they got they got dudes on the on their defense. Right. But I'm not exactly sure that they can hold an opponent down, and and it's not like it's not like Oregon did the same against Fresno State. There were certainly moments where they they couldn't stop them at all. But in this game, I have UCLA winning. I don't have them covering, but I have them winning 42-34. I think it's going to be a, a high octane offense type of day. I think this is my the game I'm most excited about. Actually, you might think about it. Yeah. I, I this won't happen, but if Fresno State does pull off the upset, and I'm not saying that part won't happen, what comes next won't. Right. I hope people focus more on how good Fresno State is than how bad of a loss this is for the conference, for the Pac-12. Because I, I legit think like Fresno State's a top 25-ish team. Like maybe that that team that just hovers all year in the receiving votes category. Um, I, I think they're legit, and I don't. It's not going to surprise me if they beat UCLA. Um, I, I think UCLA is better, but it's kind of one of those things times where if they play ten times, Fresno State probably wins two or three of them. And if this game was at Fresno State, I would really think hard about picking Fresno State over UCLA. So I, I'm with you guys. This is probably the true game of the week. Um, it, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited to get home and, and maybe catch the tail end of it after the Oregon game. Make sure to check out the Friday podcast that will have our predictions for the Oregon game, 
on it as well as some some other score predictions and uh, game predictions that play out in Oregon versus Stony Brook. So thank you for listening to this edition of the Austin Audible's podcast, and we will talk to you on Friday. Talk to you later, folks. Peace.